on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. You guys have had three consecutive 12-win seasons. Nothing to show for it. It's been 28 years since you made a conference championship game. It's been 28 years since you won a Super Bowl. And you've had 12 consecutive playoff appearances without advancing to a conference championship game, which is the longest in NFL history. A lot of people are saying that you guys should go get Bill Belichick as your next head coach. But I know who you need. You need Coach Prime. That's right, Deion Sanders, Coach Prime. Coach Prime knows how to win in Dallas. He knows what it takes to have a championship mindset. He knows how to hold his guys accountable, and he is a culture changer. Yeah, I agree. That's exactly what needs to happen. Coach Prime to the Dallas Cowboys, right? Yeah, Tyler, I'm sure a Cowboys hater would be all over that. Coach Prime to the Cowboys. Hey, That's I think it could you, work. Content-wise, comedy-wise. I, I think it'd be great. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, Better than Mule Shoe. I'll, I'll take Prime over Mule Shoe. At least I can actually, with a clear conscience, man, root for the team. Can you imagine had... Uh, USC had a good year this year, and what happened with the Cowboys happened, whoo, then you'd really be in trouble. Yeah, especially since he said publicly that's his dream job, even when he was at OU. But it sounds like uh, league circles aren't um, aren't as impressed with him as maybe they were a couple of years ago. Yeah. Is that kind of the vibe that you're getting as well, or the yep. scuttlebutt that you're hearing? That's what it sounds like. Um you know, I don't know. I don't know really. And and that's how it goes. Whether you you believe it or not, the the decision makers in the National Football League, GM personnel people, um, you know, the presidents of those organizations, they don't know everyone, and a lot of what they do is read the paper, read the headlines figure out what's going on, and if someone's trending well and people are saying good things about them, then they probably have a high opinion. If things are trending down and people aren't saying good things about them, they probably have a low opinion. And you know that's why we, we say on here a lot that perception is reality, and I'm sure that you know a lot of the shine wore off uh, for Lincoln Riley this season for a, a number of reasons, and I'm sure that's reflected in, in – any conversation he had or didn't have with yeah. with any of the league execs. ESPN has a story out today, uh, best college football games of the 2023 season, and mm-hmm. they have their rankings uh, 100 to 51 today. I guess the top 50 released tomorrow or at some point this week. Coming in at number 100, and this is the only game that OU had this year from 100 to 51, the UCF went at home on October 21st. OU won that game 31-29. Says it ended up being a warning sign. Oklahoma managed to move to 7-0 despite trailing on three occasions and needing two early 
Nick Anderson touchdowns and a late two-point stop to finally finish off the visitors for Orlando. But the Sooners' wobbliness wasn't temporary. They would lose three of their final six games. Yeah. I'm trying to <laughs> trying to find out how that was one of the best 100 games of the year, but it was a highly ranked team coming down to a two-point conversion, so maybe maybe that's why. Yeah. No, it was – uh, for the casual observer, it's probably a really good football game. Close, UCF. Um, with it was the at 11 a.m., so it was the only good game on or semi-entertaining yeah. game on during and that it time. It probably had a, some big ratings and a lot of people watching it, and we're probably rooting against Oklahoma across the country, and you know they uh, miraculously pulled it off uh, late with that two-point conversion stop. That game feels like it was a million years ago, or frankly, that it didn't even happen. I don't remember a whole lot from that game right off the top of the, my head. The, uh, the thing I remember most from that game, I guess the two-point stop, but the UCF fans, Dylan, Dylan, every time the OU offense was on the field. Yeah. And they brought a decent And they showed up. Day. Yeah. They showed up that day. It was pretty impressive. Uh, how many OU games from this year you think are going to make the top 50? OU Texas a definite. I'm sure they're going to put that – friggin' bedlam game in there. OU Texas will be will not be very high because Texas lost that game. If Texas had won that game, it would be number one. Um, number one college football game of all time. Well, of the 23 season, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, Oklahoma State will be in there. I'm sure Kansas will be in there. Yep, that's the three I think will be in there. That's probably right. So that's going to be a fun right. unveiling of the top 50. Great. And maybe the probably the massive comeback by Arizona will be in there too, <laughs> right there at like uh, forty six something like that. Just to throw yeah. it in there, yeah. I'm sure they'll have uh, Bama and Michigan as the best game of the year. Now that we know it's uh, it was Nick Saban's last game at Bama, and maybe Jim Harbaugh's as well. Probably Michigan. when you go to when you go to overtime in a in a semifinal, especially at the Rose Bowl, probably deserves to be number one. Yeah, the more I think about it, the more we're not going to talk about the top 50 list when it's unveiled tomorrow or whatever day it is. <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about it. Just we'll gonna be have on to, there. Just going to have to cross out that story on the uh, rundown sheet for that day. Hey, you know what? Honestly, it's a uh, in in one form, it's a it's a badge of honor whenever all of your losses are in there. It means that you're actually a decent program. So when someone beats you, it's like a huge deal. Even though um for the most part, every team we lose to, we shouldn't. Yeah. It shouldn't happen. Thank God for Billy Bowman, or I'd have to read about BYU became bowl eligible in their biggest win of the Big 12 this season against Oklahoma. Yep. Welcome to welcome to the Big 12, BYU. Jeez. I, I agree. Like, um, OU Texas will not be properly ranked because of who won that game. But in an actual ranking of the best college football games this year, that that should be top five. I mean, that was an incredible game. It was it was sloppy at times on both sides for sure, but the fourth quarter of that game, it really especially the final five minutes, was yeah. absolutely amazing. Yeah, it wow. was. Um, I don't know. Maybe it'll be maybe it'll be really high on the, on the list. And you know, again, I am I I'm I'm Mister Negative whenever it comes to all this stuff. But let me just remind everyone, we brought this on ourselves. 
we got the benefit of the doubt forever. We do not get the benefit of the doubt anymore. It's our own fault. So got to earn it back. Everything that we do is going. If it's good, it's going to be ignored. If it's bad, it's going to be front page news. I uh, I love this text from the four hundred five. Are they going to have a list of the top fifty bad officiating calls? Number one, stoops in the end zone. There's no. a li- there's a list full of uh, OU moments from this year. The top fifty bad officiating calls list. I like that. You'd be more likely to show up on a top fifty whiniest fan base list. Um, complaining about officiating, even though it is clear to anyone that pays attention that Oklahoma got the horrible end of the officiating the last two years. Like, game-changing, lose the game because of of it calls. At horrible moments. What do you think the head coach thinks of that? And and maybe he can't publicly talk about it or say anything about it right after a game because some would you know say that it's not the best look out there what, what, what do you think he he thinks about that over the past two years because you're right it, it's rather obvious what happened well I know what he thinks about it because I've asked him about it <laughs> what do he say uh well he he said I don't know I don't want to say too much I don't want to put he can he can answer that question publicly if he wants, but it, he's noticed it for sure. Absolutely, he's noticed it, and he's noticed it whenever it comes to whenever he tries to get questions answered about because this is like that's how it goes. There's. There's a constant back and forth. The officials don't officiate the game on Saturday, and they're off until next Saturday. There's a constant back and forth going on about like what happened, what, why is this call called the way it is? Um, you know, there's there's dialogue going on, and even in those situations, it's clear that it's weird. So the explanation doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Is yeah. uh, okay. All right. And not just the explanation, the the demeanor. Or it sounds like you even at times when he asked for an explanation, it could be a result in a fifteen yard penalty. Exactly. Well, I saw that yeah. one. That's okay, that's during games and that is one hundred percent the case. But even Post game, whenever there's like correspondence between, like trying to get things answered after the fact, even then, it's fascinating. Yeah. So. Well, uh, I would feel a certain way if I was that guy, especially if I was the head coach. That's my first two years on the job. Yeah. That, that can't be a fun situation to deal with. It's yeah, it's one of those things where it. But what are you going to do? I know, you know? I, I know that it's, it's it's in a really tough spot. Yes, because yeah. if you publicly complain about it, then action yep. I'm sure will be taken. It makes you look a certain way. It's it's a difficult spot. Yep. Uh, okay, so this was released about 35 minutes ago. A former Sooner will be playing for an opposing team in Norman next year. It is Mario Williams who will be playing for the Tulane Green Wave next year. Mario Williams, 35 minutes ago, oh, committed wow. to Tulane. Uh huh. How about that? Where's he from? Is that close to where he's from or something? That's kind of a... No, he's from Tampa, right? Is that where he's from? Maybe so. Interesting. 
Well, um, Bob, can't wait to see that. That'll be that'll be fascinating. Good, talented player. We'll see if he can uh, he can he can find his groove again. They tried to get him involved two years ago when he was here. I remember, um, and that Tulane game was probably one of those games. Like early on, it was. That's I think right. IOU's got some other good receivers, but man, they are trying to get Mario Williams the ball as much as possible. Yeah, that's right. I I forgot about that because um, they they were forcing it to him and with a bunch of short throws and stuff, weren't they? Oh yeah, and it, 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 he, he couldn't break pass. that first tackle ever. Felt like threw a pass. Caught six of them, six pass, six receptions for 37 and a touchdown, and also threw a 10-yard pass. I don't remember that play, but, yeah, they were they were forcing it to him. Lloyd says time to throw the ball at the officials when they blank up. <laughs> uh, 515 says Tulane, what the? TBOW has done a number on some good players. Yeah, John was just texting me. He said, are there any players still at USC that committed to Muleshoe from OU or left OU with him? And, and in terms of, like, leaving OU with him, Caleb Williams is gone, Mario Williams is gone, Rayleigh Brown's in the portal. I, I don't know if anyone is left there. Yeah, and even, like, the guys that were committed to OU and ended up going to USC are gone, aren't they? Right, yeah, and I think that was his question, too. I, yeah. I couldn't remember anyone that was still there. 918 Tulane also got a Bama transfer wide receiver. And then Gunny says, fellas, it's almost 420 and the Detroit Lions win a playoff game. There we go. Oh, God, I can't imagine the celebrating last night and into today for Detroit. And then the Is realization of, oh, my God, we're hosting another playoff game next week. I think uh, back to the USC question real quick. I think Buki's the only uh, former Sooner that's there, right? <laughs> He's an assistant coach. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, he's big year for Lincoln. Really big year upcoming for Lincoln. Um, I, from the outside looking in, you know, I don't know what the real feeling is around there, but from what I've seen, it looks like uh, the shine has worn off from the USC fan base, and a lot of their a lot of their former players and people near the team. We're pretty vocal about how disappointed they've been, right? At oh, the yeah. end of year one, and then it picked right back up, you know, loudly in year two. Uh, I don't know how big of a surprise this is. They were 10-point favorites today, but, yeah, we're not done with the first quarter yet, and it feels like Buffalo's going to roll in this game. They're up 14 yeah. nothing. not in the second quarter yet. Pretty yeah. sure they just forced a fumble as well. Not too big of a shock. Um <laughs> Pittsburgh was one of those teams. Like, you kind of look up and it's like, Green Bay was honestly kind of the same way. You look up and it's like, wait a minute, they made the playoffs? How'd they make the playoffs? Yeah, you know, the Steelers just kind of you know, slid wild. under the radar. Wasn't a loud year for them. No, it's just wild to be doing a show on a Monday and there's a playoff game. Like The, the day know. after Thanksgiving, oh, you played this year, but they hadn't in the past. And it's one of my favorite days of the year to do the show because it feels like there's about four or five games on while we're on air and it's fun mm-hmm. to watch them so it almost feels like that in a way it's only one game but got a legitimate NFL playoff game on right now when we're on air yeah and I'm looking forward to the one tonight it's going to be uh it's, it's going to be a weird football game because 
neither team is really playing all that great right now. Um, I mean, you look at what what the Eagles just absolutely fell apart down the stretch, and Tampa they got enough done to be able to host, but they literally limped in, limped in to the playoffs. So, yeah, that's that's it. I I don't even know what way I'd lean in that game. Are you? I mean, I know you're pulling for Tampa, but do you do you feel strongly that they are going to win the game? Just the way they looked offensively the past two weeks, and especially last week when Baker was banged up, and I I know they felt like they had that game in hand and they didn't have to do anything crazy offensively. But God, I hate them. I think the Eagles probably win tonight. But yeah, I, I am absolutely rooting for Baker. Yeah. Yeah, hey, and just when wild. you doubt that man, that's that's when he uh, that's that's when he plays his best. So that's what I'm hoping for tonight. All right, uh, it's four twenty. Let's hit a timeout. Give Gunny a couple of minutes here. Six five one three four three nine. Knippelmeyer text on hanging out Newcastle Casino today. Stay tuned. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is the ref. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. GMC Sierra, with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior, and of course, the available world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate. GMC Sierra, not just any truck, the truck. GMC's continued commitment to professional-grade engineering is on full display at your own business experience. They're able to help clients avoid mistakes when purchasing individual or group health insurance. Call Allison Insurance at 800-580-5587 or 745-2968. They are the experts. Four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. From the four zero five, it says, "Where do you think Lincoln Riley ends up when he gets fired?" So uh, we're we're already assuming the man's going to get fired in a year, two years' time, and I um I think that's absolutely a possibility. The way that things are trending right now, I just um, need to look at his buyout situation and what that looks like. Yeah, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know, but he's going into year three. He's gonna he'll will he will have burned through a a decent portion of that contract. Um, yeah, but I don't know what the the buyout's going to look like. Uh, my guess would be probably take a year with that uh, with that buyout money, figure out what he wants to do, and then catch on as Yulshu High School coach. Mule Shoe High School coach or offensive coordinator uh, at a, a major program or NFL team, or as he said that he wants to do, retire early, or go to his favorites uh, or his favorite resort in northern New Mexico and be the offensive yeah. coordinator there. Vermejo's, they've got, there's got to be a junior college or D3 school around there somewhere, right? Vermejo High School offensive coordinator i don't know if vermejo has a high school or not but for the sake of this conversation let's just say that they do yeah i don't know what what's gonna happen but they need a they need to bounce back in a uh, a big way this text says lincoln riley quote i will not be the next head coach at mule shoe junior high 
<laughs> you can always go home, Lincoln. You can always go home. They'll take you back in mule shoe. Uh, Chapstick, has there ever been a worse talent evaluator and developer at OU than Lincoln Riley? I'm sure. I don't. I don't know where you'd go for that, but I guess I could be wrong. Maybe not. Uh, 405, I don't think I saw Muleshoe's name listed anywhere for the Bama job. Says something for sure. Yeah. I mean, not I even not even mention, interview, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. I, I, think, I think the – it has massively cooled off on Lincoln Riley everywhere. And I think that's going to be the case right? until he, until he gets back. And I, I, even if he has a great quarterback and a great offense, and they go win ten games but struggle in their top games, and the defense isn't there, I, it's same old, same old. Yep. It's going to be yeah, but yeah, really good on offense, but yet to to field a defense that's been. Uh, very good at all in your entire tenure as a head coach. Like, like roster and circumstances can be a big part of that, but you know, after a certain point, it, you have to look at it and say, okay, well, you know, it's starting to look like the problem is you. Peyton says it'll all come full circle, and he'll take over at Texas Tech. I wonder if, given the option right now, if Tech fans would rather keep their head coach Joey McGuire. Or get Muleshoe. I'm going to guess they would keep their head coach, Joey McGuire. That's purely a guess. Ooh, man, I don't know. I don't know. They, I, I think oh. they like him quite a bit. Well, I think they like him quite a bit, too. But think about how long they had to sit back and watch all the success Lincoln Riley had and feel like that should have been them. It is the DNA of their program, what they've been, as long as they've... I mean, I can hear the conversation now. We don't want to win. We just want to be really good on offense. Yeah, who knows what Tech... Maybe Tech fans don't even know what they want because they leave it halftime of every single game. Mm. Would they even Mm -hmm. notice if the head coach did change? Not so sure that they would. Hey, Tech first students half, are there just half to team. yell obscenities at the uh, opposing team. That's that's really it. <laughs> that's, that's it. it. For my experiences there, and I've been there a few times. That's that's all they're there for. What would happen? Like the tortilla lobby there in Lubbock, the grocery store lobby, probably donates a lot of money whenever it comes to trying to hire the right coach and nil. They sell a lot of tortillas when they got a good team. So, got you always got to factor that in. Nine one eight Teddy is Odom officially done with USC? Haven't heard his name yes. on coaching jobs. I figured he'd be with another team by now. He he has been officially done with the University of Southern California since their regular season ended. Now he stayed on to coach the bowl game as kind of a separate deal knowing that he was not going to be retained, very similar to what happened uh, whenever he was at Oklahoma. So good on him for doing that and sticking with those guys. What's the, the scuttlebutt end. on where he's going to land? I, I haven't heard anything on Notum. I don't know. 
Um, Does Wisconsin need a backers coach by chance, or are they they set? That's where Tackett Curtis ended up going. I don't I don't know. Um, I I know that he he's had a couple of uh, he's had a couple of opportunities. I don't know if he was um, like he he's interviewed or was on the list of interviews at a couple of different places. I don't know what's what's come of any of them. He he's also at an age, or I guess his kids are at an age where his his son's a really good baseball player, baseball and football, or is it just baseball? Yeah. The point uh, is, like he's getting that yeah. age where you kind of factor in that as well with, sure. with the next stop. Yep, yep, absolutely. He's going to be a really good quarterback. His son is. He's, he's going to be a solid player, good athlete, super smart. Um, so, yeah. We'll see. I just found a random uh, way too early college football playoff 12 team for next year, and I guess they have the bowl games listed as well on 24-7. Hope you're ready to go to the Mayo Bowl next year. That's where uh, OU's going, apparently, according to 24-7. Oh, yeah. I forgot there's a, is there's an SEC tie to that bowl game, right? Yeah, Shane uh, Beaver got dows with the Mayo. I believe that's in Charlotte. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Uh, that's funny. Hey, I, they have They don't even have Alabama in the twelve-team playoff in this. Like what? <laughs> yeah, they have them in the Citrus Bowl. My, how the fighty, how the uh, mighty have fallen. Wow! Not in the twelve-team playoff next year. Wow! Yeah, you don't think that'll look at as a massive failure? They don't even make the twelve-team playoff in the first year. Oh, I don't boy. know who wrote that article, but that that is literally trying to get a rise out of the Alabama fan base. They DeBoer may get fired over that article alone. <laughs> they they think we're going to the Citrus Bowl. Hell no, we got to move on. <laughs> the of, honeymoon's co- over. of course, uh, Texas is uh, projected as the 5 seed. Number 12 Liberty at number 5 Texas. Yeah. Hey, we'll see. We'll see if they can, can continue to convert some of those Alabama offensive players what they got the the number one wide receiver from a year ago right Isaiah Bond he's he's a nice player That's Texas needed some get. wide receiver help they, they needed that one bad bad yeah. bad yeah losing a lot of skill position players there we'll see what happens you know I I think Texas is going to be uh, I'm sure they'll be solid next year it, it's hard to even it's hard to even know how to like in year one of the twelve team playoff, how to guess at how it's going to fill out? I, I know you'll have your conference champions, right? And then you'll have your what your highest rated group of five, and then yeah, free for all after that. Yeah, so like Kansas State has the four seed in this. I guess they're picking them to win the Big Twelve. I, I don't guess okay. they are picking them to win the Big Twelve. They're the four seed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which that conference was already wide open, but with the Arizona, I mean, it's absolutely wide open next year in that league. Yeah, but someone's going to get a first round buy by winning that league. Hey, I, as far as I'm concerned, it's absolutely wide open everywhere next year, as wide open as it's been in a long time. Yeah, mm. I think Georgia might have the most talent, but that was the case for. 12 games this year they didn't even make the playoff okay and i agree with you but here's the thing i for the first time like there's georgia that's one spot out of 12 now 
in the past, it's like, well, it's Georgia, and then, you know, we'll figure out who the other three teams are. But now it's like you got to fill in 11 more teams for your playoff picture, which is – it's great. It just changes the way you view everything now. We used to be so focused in on the top five – as that's kind of the breakover point, now it's going to be you're really focused on the top 15, I guess. Yep. Yeah, Which I and, like. And Keeps we, more people involved. At least with this program, we've all, we've always uh, freaked out after a loss. And not that you won't because of the reactions that tend to happen there, but it doesn't feel like a loss will be as devastating as it was previous. Like Just that whole element of it's fascinating as well. Because there was yeah. definitely a time where you thought, if you just lose one game, that's the end of your season, man. You're not going to get to play for a national championship. That changed a bit with the 14 playoff, and then it's going to change even more so now. Or excuse me, the 14 playoff to the 12. It's going to change even more so. Yeah. Cue the uh, the text messages coming in that say so much for the regular season in college football. The best thing uh, about it. Oh, that's um, the the only the only question is which area code is it going to come from first? Probably all of it'll come from the 405 first. 405. Then five eight zero, then some random one in Texas. Boy, nine one eight slacking today. What's up with you yep. guys? Yep. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush. It's what caught Teddy's eye. Brought to you by Yalagazny Law. Have you heard hiring a lawyer makes your insurance claim take even longer? Not at Yalagazny Law. They work to keep your claim moving forward. And fight delay at every turn. That's Yalagazny Law, 405-800-8080. 405-800-8080. Let's get to it. Story number one is. Now, you mentioned this earlier. Uh, Caleb Williams has declared for the draft. Now, he put out a tweet, and it said, Since I was 10, all I ever wanted to do was to play football. The journey would be empty without the people who have supported and loved me. I will fight on forever and rep horns down for life i'm ready to do whatever it takes i am officially declaring for the nfl draft and he's got a picture of him in a suitor uniform there um a part of that tweet what do you make of that um i guess it's not too surprising because he even put out a tweet was it the friday or sunday after the OU? i think it was the friday before ou texas this year so he hasn't operated the same as his former head coach you know Mm-hmm. Um, he's actually been more of the adults of the two that rolled off to L.A. So I, I asked on our Facebook page and our Twitter page, like, hey, here's what he said, and after everything, how do you how do you feel about Caleb Williams now? And I think most people are, yeah, it's, it's kind of fine, whatever, best of luck. We'll always have OU Texas for 2021. So Muleshoe, still hated, will always be. I don't feel like it, the same is necessarily true for Caleb Williams. Yeah. And that's kind of uh, where I fall into it as well. Yeah, um, I agree with that. I think it's um, now that it's all said and done, I think I will be able to watch him in the NFL a little bit differently. Maybe. Maybe. There's still a little bit of, I I do not deny his talent at all. How could you? I think he's unbelievable, but... There's still a little bit. I'm maybe not sold on kind of the way he carries himself a little bit. Oh, I'll still make fun of the fingernails. Trust me. I yeah. That's still going to happen, <laughs> 100%. And really, the only other thing I've got is 
Um, the Thunder, Tyler, I hate this for you, but, well, they were tied for the, the best uh, record in the West. Now they're half a game back of the of the Timberwolves and uh, playing really good basketball. Won eight of the last ten, four-game winning streak, and they've got a big stretch coming up starting with the lakers i believe that is tomorrow or maybe that's tonight that's tonight playing uh in la so you were on the uh you, you were one of those that you weren't really watching any games recently correct are you are you actually watching games now and if so how often uh it's still difficult because i don't have the bally's crap so i actually like that thing that they did with uh with griffin where they're going to be on local on Friday here nights. on on yeah. some of their stuff coming up, yeah, uh, they're they're exciting to watch though. Look look at you even trying to mm-hmm. catch a catch a few games here and there. That's right. He's keeping up with them. That's right. Cam Ward, who was at Washington State last year, yeah. he said a, a couple of weeks ago, "I'm going to the NFL this weekend." He said, "No, I'm going to Miami instead." So Miami's got a quarterback for for next year. <laughs> Should have went to the NFL. Just kidding. He could do some really good things in Miami. We'll see. Jim Harbaugh's interview with the L.A. Chargers has concluded. Is it your opinion that he'll be in the NFL next year? Yes. It's definitely my opinion that he'll be in the NFL next year. The Chargers, is that the place? I don't know. I The brand and what I think of the Chargers doesn't really fit, but the quarterback sure does. And that's kind of what uh, it's kind of what you're looking for right now, right? Yeah. Like, you think I, I bet the Chargers had the smallest fan base in the NFL, but also got a pretty exciting quarterback there. He's just in a it's in a really tough division as well. I mean, with the yeah. Chiefs that are there, and I think the Broncos are about to be better here moving forward, even without Russell Wilson. I think. Yeah. No, I I agree. I a quarterback like that, young, looks like he has everything. That's kind of what you want. I mean, the most important thing is if you're picking a spot as an NFL coach, really it's what does the quarterback situation look like right now. And I, like your roster matters, but you could get the right roster. You can't get the right quarterback. You can flip over the rest of the roster pretty yeah. quickly in, in the league nowadays for sure. You, you just – but you can't get the right – you. The right quarterbacks are never available. No one ever lets them go. So you you have to take that into consideration whenever you're deciding where you want to go coach. I forgot the Ohio State AD job was open yeah. until today when it's thought, yeah, they're going to make a serious run at Ross Bjork, and the, the tone is that probably expect that to happen at some point this week. That Ross Bjork's going to leave Texas A&M to go to Ohio State. And my initial thought was, <laughs> don't, don't do it again, Ryan Day. If you know what's good for you, don't lose on the last week of the regular season once again. Better go ahead and win that game this time around or else. New AD in town. You know how that goes. No kidding. Let's get this new AD in that's got some new connections and, um, you know, can make a hire for us. It's always what it feels like. And I know that this has uh, been in the works, uh, you know, before the conclusion of last season, but. You know, it always makes you nervous whenever there's someone else coming in that's already got their their connection and, and their thoughts and feelings about you. And it's they didn't hand select you. So they got no skin in the game. It's 
definitely a wake-up call. Well, I think it, it probably, regardless of who the AD was there, um, you lose to Michigan again, then you're going to be in serious trouble. It's just kind of yeah. kind of how it works, regardless if Ross Bjork's there or, or whoever else. Um, you mentioned you think Harbaugh's going to the NFL. So do I. So here is a short list on The Athletic today if they just don't promote Sharon Moore to, to uh, head coach. Lance Leipold at Kansas, Chris Kleiman at Kansas State, Brian Kelly at LSU. Any of those candidates do it for you for the next head coach at Michigan? Uh, well, yeah. I think I think they're all excellent. I like the first two better than the last one. But, I mean, Leipold really fits kind of what like what their mindset at climate does too um i just wonder i wonder how that works see at a place like michigan at least how they have things humming right now i they don't it's not an x's and o's thing right and it's not really even a culture thing it's a recruiting and does your name generate the right amount of excitement to where high school kids say, I want to go play for that guy for whatever reason. And I just don't know that any of those names really bring that, right? I mean, their their MO fits what Michigan is about, but does that really matter? Isn't it? Aren't they at the position where it's kind of the personality at the head of the whole thing that, is going to get the right players in there to continue to do what they do. Sure. I, I think Sharon Moore is just going to get promoted and be the head coach. Um, that's yeah. a big job to just say, let's promote from within. But after what he did this year, and I think he got suspended for a game too. But what mm-hmm. he did in Harbaugh's absence late in the year, um, I, I would guess probably put him as the front runner for that gig, if I had to guess. Probably. They're in a tough spot, man. You know, they're – they're getting, they're going to get squeezed on that if Harbaugh leaves because, like, what if you just turn your nose up at Sean Moore? It, continuity needs to be the biggest factor for them moving forward. Yeah, well, and who's the slam dunk hire that's out there? Like Alabama just went through it. Uh, Dan right. Landing said no. Sark said no. Kirby Sports said no. So. I think with the Bama job being open, it kind of gave you a good idea of who would actually be out there top target-wise. And You know what like I mean? The, the biggest thing for them is to keep as much of their staff and as much of their roster as they can. And while I like those three names that you mentioned, I don't think any of those three names keep – like anyone who's thinking about leaving, I don't think it keeps them there, right? I mean – you don't want to purge that entire system that just won a national championship. So, all right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two next. Talking sooner football is what we do. This is the ref. There are trucks, then there's the truck. GMC Sierra with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior. Rush, they are partying in Buffalo right now. Bills are up 21 to nothing on Mason Rudolph and the Pittsburgh Steelers in Buffalo. 21 yeah. nothing. Okay, but 
if they were down 21 nothing to Mason Rudolph and the Steelers, they'd still be partying in Buffalo. <laughs> That's true. Throwing snowballs in the air and on the field and everything else. Well, normally oh, yeah. they throw other things on the field than snowballs. Yes, they do. I think it's just yes, they do. today. And I'm sure that's coming at some point down near the goal line. That's Hang around. Let's see if the Steelers can make it to the red zone. Did they only do that when they played the Patriots, or did they just it, do that all the time? It felt like it was just the Patriots, but I don't know. Which is that's a hilarious a thing to do to a franchise that's owned you for 15 years. like the, Probably longer, even longer than that. That's, right. that's amazing. That's great. You, you just got to love it. But Buffalo up twenty one nothing. Do you think we'll ever get to a day? And I, I, I really hope that we don't. I think Buffalo, they're doing the new stadium, right? And I think it has a canopy over it. And they yeah. were saying that only seventy percent of that new stadium would be, um, w- would be covered. I don't, I don't want to see Buffalo go to a dome. I definitely don't want to see Green Bay go to a dome. Do we ever get to a day where every NFL stadium at least has a retractable roof? Probably. I mean, if the timeline runs out long enough, then that's probably the case. And um, like, and if the Bills would have had to play a playoff game somewhere else, like that would have been a big, uh, a big lead in that direction. But I mean, it's all about money. They don't give a rip about what the fans think. It's it's about the dollar bill and. If it makes more sense to play it inside on turf, they don't care about the players' safety. They don't care about what the fans want. They don't care about what the viewers want. It's all about how they can squeeze the most money out of it, and that's probably inside in a climate-controlled facility. And uh, I think a lot of people know if they get one of those climate-controlled facilities, especially in cold-weather cities, they got a chance to host the Super Bowl. It feels yeah. like that's what happens, you know? Oh, yeah. And how much There's... money can come from, from hosting a Super Bowl. Luckily, that's never going to that. happen in college football. I, it, it very well may happen in the NFL moving forward, though I would hope Lambeau Field would always hold out. Um, I don't. We're never going to get to a day where it's all climate-controlled in college football. That's well. Not, I don't think well, that's going to happen. We won't get to – I mean, we won't get there, but we're very close to getting to a place where – all of the meaningful games late are played there. Let's see. Superdome. The Rose Bowl. Superdome indoor. Or- Orange Bowl still. Does it have a canopy over the top? No, it's just over the – It's it covers the yeah. the fans, not the field. Fiesta Bowl's inside. Cotton Bowl's inside. Sugar's <sighs> inside. Peach is inside. Man, what a shame. A rose and the orange are the only ones that are outside and – you ain't getting snow in either one of those places. Well, so. first round home playoff games are our only hope, I guess. For well, here's what's going to happen: first round playoff game hosted at college sites, which is the greatest thing in the history of college football. Michigan's going to host. It's going to get dumped with snow, and they're going to say no more home sites for uh, the 12 team playoff. We're going to dome. We're going to so play we at the Mayo out. Bowl every single year in the first round. The secondary bowls get the uh, get the first site. That's right. All right, quick timeout. We got the final hour of the rush coming up next.